Hey guys, we're back. We're here. It's what's for dinner, episode one forty nine, hundred and forty nine. Next week is one fifty. That's the uh, the 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 quadricentennial. It's bicentennial plus fifty. That would be uh, a uh, transgender centennial. It's like quite by. I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, but this week is fun. It's our last podcast from the San Luis Obispo Comedy Festival, and um, this week is Josh Sandoval. Uh, Josh is a very, very, uh, really talented young producer. Um, he's been working in this street for a little while. He actually grew up with comedy. I had no idea that his uh, uncle is a very uh, well-known stand-up comedian as well. And um, Josh uh, has helped me a lot in the industry. He actually is a big fan of Skippy Green, gave Skippy one of his first TV spots, which is really cool. And uh, this week, Josh and I, we talk about comedy, talk about the industry, about the Improv Comedy Club, just a lot of great, uh, great conversations and insight. And of course, uh, if you guys want to see me anywhere this coming week or so, there's a lot of fun stuff happening this month. Um, this weekend, you could see me in the, in the California area. I'll be at the Ventura Harbor Comedy Club this weekend, the 10th and 11th. And then next weekend, the 17th and 18th, I'll be at Flappers in Claremont with Allison. I think she's opening for me there. And then the 14th, a little before that, next week, I'll be back at the Throckmorton Comedy Club up in the uh, Mill Valley area, just outside San Francisco, one of my favorite places to play. Yeah, it's a really a lot of fun. So come check that out. And as always, uh, flipisfunny.com is where you can find all my fun stuff. All right, enough of my rambling. Sit back, enjoy episode 149 of What's for Dinner with Joshua Sandoval. For dinner, what's for dinner? What what's for dinner? Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Hey there. Hey there. Yeah, get yourself comfortable, my friends. So welcome, guys, to another uh, What's for Dinner from Slowfest 2015. Uh, this has been quite a festival. Oh, yes. Quite the fun fest. And uh, we're sitting here right now with, um, with three people. Uh, we're sitting here with a producer, uh, in the industry, part of the industry here at Slowfest. Who's uh, that? Who's that? That's you, man. And, and friend. I was going to preface that with friend. Who obviously has no taste, Josh Sandoval. <laughs> I like the way you say my name. I've always liked the way you've said my name. Josh, what's well, got a great name? Josh like Sandoval. Josh, Joshua Sandoval. Hello. I like Joshua. the emphasis you put on the the V. Sandoval. 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 Yeah. Very few people have V's in their last name where you can do a Sandoval. Yeah. yeah exactly. It's got that good Marquis. <laughs> How are you enjoying the fest, my friend? Um, it's awesome. It's my first time up here, and I am so glad I came. I honestly, I haven't been to any comedy festivals before, and this is my first one. That's really surprising. Yeah. Right. Because you, because you come from comedy. Your I do. Uncle is Rene Sandoval, mm-hmm. who um, I I didn't know that, which is really funny. Like oh. I I think I've come across Rene or, or across a path. Uh, our paths have crossed. Try that for the third time. <laughs> um, a few times over my career, but it never occurred to me that I uh, never put it together. Yeah. So, so you were kind of bred into comedy. I was pretty much birthed into comedy clubs. Um, some of my earliest memories are when I was, geez four or five years old and being taken to the clubs during the daytime because he would work he worked at the La Jolla comedy store and when there was the the La Jolla San Diego improv mm-hmm. um he actually built 
the tile for the whole improv when it was down in San Diego. I don't know if you remember that club. I never did that club. Okay. But uh, it was like the first one that Bud kind of like, I believe, expanded outside of LA and New York. Okay. And uh, yeah, so I grew up in that club as a little kid. So you saw a lot of great guys coming through there. (laughs) Big time. I remember um, pretty much everybody who would go through. Um, Sam Kinison, he was like... An uncle to me, pretty much. Are you sure? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Most people don't know that, but I mean, it was kind of like he would always stay at our house in San Diego when he would roll through. I mean, obviously they had like, you know, the the, com- the comedy condo down there, but he was such good friends with my uncle that he would just always just pass out on our couch. And oh so it was guys God. like that. There's a, there's a story, and I don't know if it's true, that uh, when Kinison used to stay at the comedy storehouse be in L.A. behind the club, that um he would like he did he would babysit for Pauly Shore yeah and like did lines off Pauly's head <laughs> that was a rumor I heard <laughs> I don't know if that's true oh I believe it I believe it <laughs> that's fucking did, did Uncle Sammy ever do anything like um that I probably blocked those memories out of my head <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Sammy <laughs> yeah yeah but uh yeah I mean I that's why it's kind of surprising that this is my first comedy festival I mean I obviously I've been all across the country into these clubs and around comedians but i'm kind of making an effort this year to go to as many festivals as i can that's awesome yeah and what and what do you think of the talent at this festival so far uh it's pretty interesting i mean it's all kind of people who um i consider friends so i mean it's good to see them i don't i don't you know i see you around town all the time but i don't ever see you go up that much because i usually don't go into the shows right that much because i've seen everybody after a certain point so this festival has been great to see people who I haven't seen in probably like a year or so and see how much they've progressed. I mean, like you two in particular, I hadn't seen you guys go up in a long time because I don't go into the showrooms that much anymore when I've seen somebody. Yeah, of course. You know, I get get a little jaded with comedy. Yeah. When you're around it so much. So I know totally know what you mean. Yeah. So it's kind of, I guess, giving me a fresh perspective on everybody. I mean, look at Allison. I haven't seen you in a long time. And I've just when I saw you two times last night, it was incredible. You'd grown so much since I've seen you. Jeez, Louise, <laughs> Sandoval, and now look at you, best of the fest. Well, and I was going to say this is the perfect time to mention Allison. Literally uh, an hour and a half ago, we found out she's one of the top seven <laughs> out of the forty-eight of the festival and the th- over three hundred who applied to be best of the fest tonight. <laughs> I'm at, so at the biggest show of the, of the festival. I, I'm, I'm squeaking. I'm cartwheeling inside. I'm trying to contain my excitement. I don't know if I did when I first you know found Allison, out. She's normally excited anyway. <laughs> anyway, exactly. So this is like adding fire to fire. I might <laughs> blow up. Like I might explode all over the festival. Uh, Basically, um, like I've been jumping there was around. A, the way, there was a blowjob joke there, but I'm not going to go for it. Skippy, where did you come from? You're not supposed to oh. be here yet. Uh, Parents too soon. Exactly. <laughs> the, uh, no, but thanks, guys. And thanks to everybody, if we have any listeners in San Luis Obispo, uh, for supporting the festival and for coming out to the shows. And we just have so much fun performing for everybody. So it's an absolute honor to be able to perform again for you guys. Well, it's, well you did very good. And it's uh, and like Josh was saying, it's, uh, I, mean, I could see it too. It's an improvement. You know, it's, you've, you've oh. grown. It's amazing. And I love seeing you guys go back-to-back on the same lineup. I mean, I you guys do that on the road a lot i know but i hadn't seen that in la because you know in la it's so hard to get spots in general and then it's so hard to get spots on the same show where it's you know back to back Back like that yeah when we're on the road together it's like it's a it's a special lineup because she has to go first and endear herself to the crowd yeah you know get them to love her the way they will and then i have to go up 
you know, disassociate myself from her, mm-hmm. build my own show, get them to like me, and then at the end go, oh, by the way, she comes back up, and it's this it's fun, big reveal. But that was funny. So another comic, I wasn't sure if it was you from last night, I had mentioned this, um, or somebody did, that I don't think we, anybody going, remembers what was mentioned last night. I know, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm fuzzy, I'm a little fuzzy. But basically, um, uh, him going up right after me and not mentioning that we are together. Was that yes, you that said Yes, I, d- I did mention that. I okay. was like, I was kind of surprised that you didn't, mention that you guys were married well see here, the reason that we don't do one uh, in the festival is that there uh, we don't i oh, personally i wouldn't want there to be any kind of like people going oh they're married they're so you know that no and then right, we're a no, couple and we're not like a separate entity right uh-huh. and no uh, advantage over you know especially last night with the boating but the other thing is like i've and we figured i we figured this out when it happened a couple times that if people find out that, especially when they've seen her first, uh-huh. and then if I say I'm married before the end of the set, suddenly every joke I do about my wife, they now have a face to put with it. And they and look back they for approval weird. from me. Oh, really? They, they get like, weird laughing at the jokes about her because when they know I'm in that the she's room. there. Yeah. Huh. Then, then, it's, then it's as if he's bashing me to them in, the mi- in their minds. You know, yeah. They're not understanding that we're comics and this is what we do. We're having fun. Gotcha. Um, so all of a sudden, now the vibe is really now weird. They ch- they're like, oh, we like... It's like when you do a black joke and there's <laughs> right. a black Right, and they the look audience. for the black so, person's approval. Yeah, right, gotcha. Exactly. Okay, I, I never really thought about it like that before. I, it, you know, it works if we got a chance to, like he was saying, like endear ourselves with the crowd for long periods of time. It's really difficult on when we try to do it in town when we are booked on the same show like yeah. haphazardly in town if we're given this typical seven eight minute sets we get in town there, there's there's no way to be able to bring it up that close to the time when they saw me and it'd be okay for his reaction it's like it's still too fresh in their mind that they just saw everything i said and that they like me now it's like well what's this fucking guy gonna do get up and be an asshole to her though? you know like even right. even just at the very very end even if he's like at the very end does one more joke it's still kind of weirds the room so the joke yeah yeah that's it so, it's, uh, it's the time frame too we gotta like so th- then it does it work though because i know you know uh flip we talked about it when you were gonna audition for america's got talent that you were mentioning that you know your comic's a wife and you do mm-hmm. or your wife's a comic i mean <laughs> and, uh, either way, my either comic's way. A wife. yeah my co- she's my comic <laughs> 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 He built me. It's like build a comic instead of build a bear. <laughs> he just stuffed me in more ways than one. Slappy, what are you doing? I here? know, yeah. Hey, skanky green here. The other sister. <laughs> Sorry, okay, keep going. Uh, she left. No, so does it work all right when you're? I know in the audition you were gonna say, you know, my wife's a comic and that type of stuff. So do, does it work when you do? wife jokes like that and oh yeah yeah because yeah, like um that's just basically me talking about my wife they don't know her right so like they, they, they saw her and then uh even if i'm sitting in the room and they know that i'm in the room yeah she actually not... got to go uh this year when i did it um i was brought in with a group and they let her come in mm. oh, so she actually really cool. got to see the oh cool the whole showcase which too. he lucked out being in a group because i mean i'm sure you know from from the comic standpoint and from the behind the scenes standpoint that uh in america's got talent if you're auditioning and you're one person watching one comic and they're trying to be like the audition it can get jarring for the comic because you want a crowd he got to go in and have a crowd because the whole group was brought in and he was turned to them to do the set like they they made him turn to him turn to the crowd but i'm glad you were there to see it too because you know you got to see kind of the behind the scenes because you'll be there soon yeah i have a i have a very hard time explaining what that audition is going to be like for people yeah there's, there's no way to explain it. You you can you can I think any comic you can map it out. Going here's what it's going to be. It does does that does not prepare you mentally. For well, yeah. How awkward. 
Yeah, I mean, because they have to take notes and stuff too. Sometimes they're not even looking at you; they're just <laughs> writing. Like it's this. it's pretty brutal. I mean, I've done the show. I've worked on the show for two years, and then you know, I basically worked as a consultant other years as well. Like you know, the year Melissa Villasenor, I got her on the show, but I wasn't on the show that year. You know, this year I'm not on the show, but I've gotten some people on, and then the two years prior. But you know, I always kind of go through the process with everybody, and even to the minute detail of you're not going to have a mic. You're not going to be holding a mic when you go into that room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So be I prepared be prepared to, for yeah. that even. Yeah. Wow. yeah. No, that, that's a lot of things. Like, I think a lot of comics don't know what to do with their hands so they don't have a mic in it. Exactly. You yeah. know, like we get, like, and, and I've fallen, it's, it's happened to me too, but like, you, you'd be like, I, I, I'm, I, the pockets, <laughs> I, just, I, I just hold my hand like this the whole time. That's so funny. <laughs> so, so, what is the deal? I got a Bob yeah. Dole thing. I'm just going to hold a pen in my yeah, exactly. hand. Bob Dole, well, like comedy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we like to do really topical jokes yeah. on the show. Yeah, really, well, really topical. I have got a Jimmy Carter peanut butter joke <laughs> that's going to knock the shit off. Well, what I love is that the hand oh. motions. These people aren't, can't see the hand motions that you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> and that's yes. what sells it. We do a lot of visuals on the show, too. Well, a I said lot. Bob Dole, so you can imagine what my hand looks like. Pen. And yet, I'm still doing the hand motion yes. right now. He looks like he's brushing his teeth with a penis when he's doing That's the mode. That's what the get, get your... has that kind of girth? Well, just no, because you're balling your fist. Hey. How often would you hold a toothpaste? Oh, so toothbrush with your fist. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually heard a, uh, a rumor, and I don't know if it's true, it's just a rumor, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying this is fact, just a story I heard, that Jeff Dunham, uh, when he does radio, he can't do it without the puppets. Are you it's serious? Radio, but he has, he's so, he, he is like, whatever his process is so ingrained with having the puppet with him, huh. that he can't just do the voice separately. He's got to have the puppet to react to. That's so strange. Well, I mean, actually, I sh- guess I shouldn't be surprised. For God's sakes, he works with puppets. So, I mean, yeah. you know. <laughs> and it's, I mean, there probably is some part of his brain where it's like he needs to have this action happening at the same time where the voice is coming out to allow well, it to like. Well, I was going to say, it's probably the same for you because we've done radio a couple times and you can't just sing the song. You have to have mm. a guitar with, me, with you, right? Like if you're on radio and they go, oh, you do a song here, sing us one. You, you'd I be like, I mean, I could do it a cappella. I mean, yeah, no, I could do. It. Well, I mean, that's different. I'm a musician, so it's like I could sing it a cappella. But that's I mean, you'd fine. rather have the guitar. Um, if I if I was in a situation, just just wants validation. Exactly, baby, I will placate. But in the, in the same vein, <laughs> just for just just for informational things, I think like because it's music and it's like I sing anyway. I would sing with or without the guitar. Having the guitar there is just an added little thing for radio. I mean, heck, if we're on radio, they want to hear music, so I want to have the full package. But um, I wouldn't be unable to do it. Like that's where you're, like you're saying that he uh, that he would actually need the pup need the puppet in his yeah. hand. I don't mm-hmm. need the guitar, but that's probably because he does a voice association thing. He's got to be talking to another person in his brain, so it's like he's got to really figure out the way to have a conversation with himself and make it seem genuine, as so, opposed to schizophrenic. Totally, exactly. <laughs> he's like, well, this makes it okay, guys. Well, it's <laughs> also it's also yeah. in <laughs> another visual, guys. I'm making yes. the quacky quack uh, puppet <laughs> hand motion. <laughs> I was gonna comment on that, but Are I'm glad you, you did oh it. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I'm glad you I did it. The bit. No, 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 it's great. It's great. Uh, oh, now, I want to ask you a question. Now, uh, yeah. just come back to the festival as uh, as industry. Now, when you come and you're watching the comics and everything. What are you looking for? Like you, you, you see a comic, and you don't have to talk about us or whatever. But like you know, somebody else or whatever. What jumps out at you that you go, oh, that's 
I could see that. Or, you know, oh, you know what, this person would be good for this project. Well, that's exactly what it is. I think most um, producers and directors or people who are industry kind of only look at stuff like funny, not funny. But I can look at everybody and go, this person should be doing this or could be good for this or could be good for that. And, I mean, you know, you you and I have worked together on a TV show before. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I... you you were Skippy Green on my show, right? And it was called Latino One Hundred and One. How could you ever think that <laughs> Skippy Green could be on a show about Latinos? But he was. Yeah. And he fucking was funny as shit right. on that show. It so worked. I just kind of look and see. Oh, I think this person could be good for this, and then I put it in my memory bank, and hopefully, I'll work on something that I think that person was going to be good for. Now, do you think awesome. is that a is that something rare in the industry to have that kind of a broader outlook on a, on somebody? What I, I, I would think most, a lot of producers are very uh, like tunnel vision. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, that person is a, uh, is a white guy. So he's only good for white guy things. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's a great way, again, with the visual that you just yeah. did. <laughs> we might need to start putting there, this on video This needs to be a podcast or something like that, <laughs> yeah, a exactly. vidcast or something. Do me a favor. If I do a physical thing. Take chis- a picture? No, no, just go. Flip is now has his hand <laughs> in a circle and it looks like a tunnel vision. Can I do like a Garrett, a Garrett Morris thing and scream it into the phone? <laughs> uh, Way to be topical again. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, if you were born in 1950, this show is totally for you. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, to answer your question, I don't. I think it's a rare thing. I think I get told that a lot, that um, I, I think people are appreciative of it a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know? I um like for instance this festival right now I'm doing a pilot for a CMT you know country music television I first time I've ever worked for them it just so happens to coincide with this festival and their um the head of talent at CMT asked me you know can you recommend some comedians I was like great I'm going to a festival and there was a few people actually a couple people from this festival that I'm gonna put them in contact with nice so I mean it was just it was just happenstance like that so That's good so, the, so this fe- so just FYI to comics out there the slow fest actually gets industry yeah. that gets you shit absolutely yeah. absolutely that. Slow fest, slow fest. now do you find that uh, when you're doing like something like CMT or AGT or any other uh, show that has good <laughs> initials um, <laughs> Do you uh, do you kind of reach into the bag of who you already know, or do you still keep your your mind open yeah. to somebody new, or do you see like like um, I don't know so I don't know what the CMT show is, but let's say mm-hmm. sketch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you go, oh, I could see totally fits in that, so I don't even want to look for anybody else. Well, it's funny because I mean, you know me, I'm I'm in comedy clubs like nearly every night of the week in LA or wherever I'm at, so. I think that's my intention is to just constantly be meeting new people. I think the one thing that I kind of have found with my niche being to try and help people break, you know, to try and get them the opportunity that will get them into that next level. So I tend to always kind of look for people that I don't already know, but also just trying to help people I do know get to that next level. There's some people who are just really good with like celebrity, you know, comics or celebrity talent and stuff like that i don't think that's so much my arena my arena is more of trying to help everybody get to like another level with what they want to do so yeah i do go first towards like my knowledge base of who i've already met but yes also look for new undiscovered on behalf of those undiscovered (laughs) (laughs) yes 
Uh, and you it. have your lovely lady with you. Too. Yeah. I know we have we have to I know we have to say that she's here. Miss Zoe. Yeah, props to Zoe. I was going to say your little your new little sister. Oh my goodness. I was talking to Allison by the way, not Josh. That would be weird Awkward. That would be weird. That is what I call her sometimes. How'd you know? Oh my god. And you're not in comedy, right? You're not in the biz. No, she's not in comedy. She's um I don't even think what she does is normal, but I think other people might think that she uh, works for a bank or manages a bank branch. Listen, awesome. as a Jew, I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, Gavalt, of course. Jew, I do appreciate it. Anybody yeah. who handles the almighty money is okay with us. <laughs> <laughs> we need more of it around us. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to embarrass you. Just <laughs> no, but ironically enough, met her in a comedy club. So, oh, really? Yeah, there you go. At the improv. Actually, th- where you guys met. The uh, improv is the making improv relationships it is the epicenter for love attention to comics out there come to the Hollywood Improv and meet someone that's what they should have they should have it as their new like Cupid you know website instead it's of Improv Cupid yeah. exactly. instead of over one billion jokes told that's what the old motto was wasn't that's right. it yeah. yeah oh my god that's so funny that sign was so iconic and I I mean I, I get the improv I get what they have to do for um, business sense you know for mm-hmm. modernizing and whatever but there's certain things about that club that are so iconic. And that they changed them. They changed it. Yeah. It's just it's like as a comic who appreciates the business and the history of it, it breaks my heart. It's you like know? when you look at the comedy store, like the comedy store is always has that darker, rougher, grittier feel, but it's never fucking changed. It's right. always stayed dark and gritty. And the only thing they'll change they'll keep putting more names on the wall. And that's yeah. All. Yeah. Um so at least it's like you know, I go there and like people, I mean, here's a, from the Hollywood mind state, I think all the people who go out to bars and stuff probably go in there and they're like, Jesus, this place is, yeah. <laughs> you know, this place is dilapidated. But then they're like, this is fucking history. Don't but you dare exactly. touch this. Right, yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I remember being so just like everybody was, they were pissed off that the improv was getting rid of the old bar and moving the yeah. new one and then now they're going back to they're the old location it. but it's not going to be the same because it doesn't have that old wooden you know yeah you, they, yeah. F- they tainted it yeah little. yeah and it's uh you know, and we I, love and these again, clubs I, <laughs> we're not like from a comic say, standpoint I, I understand why they felt they had to do it right because, yeah. you know other clubs across the country had this kind of slicker look to it yeah and I guess they like this is our flagship, our flagship club. We need to, you know, update it and everything. And I get that from that point of view. But again, from the comic side and the oh yeah, and I think history, even the people that would come in who aren't comics, they still had an understanding, just like people do when they go in the comedy store. It's it's left that way for a reason, right? And nobody's gonna sit here and go, well, I'm not gonna go see comedy unless there's marble <laughs> floors. Okay, I don't go to comedy unless there's some new boots. Okay, yeah. you know, they want to see comedy. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Well, some people do, so, but I again, um, I think the people that real because I don't think a lot of people, especially like tourists, if they'd come to the improv in Hollywood, would recognize that there was a lot of history there that suddenly changed. Yeah, I think that's it's a good more point. of a more of an inside the comedy uh, world, world, like people who like people comedy. Who comedy yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a it's a weird weird environment, especially there. I mean, I love it to death. It's my cheers there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, ours too. Um, 
I don't know how to explain it. Even, you know, Zoe, she goes there and she loves it too. And she's not in comedy and she doesn't know how to explain why she loves it there. It's the same reason or the same feeling I have too. Yeah, it's, Just it's the homey. laughter. Yeah, it's yeah. home and it's like everybody's fun and creative and it puts a lot of good creative vibes in the room. Yeah, and, and it's and it's like a, it's a hangout and it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's there's camaraderie there, you know. It's, Absolutely. And I think it's... Um, it's it's lighter than the comedy store. Yeah, the comedy store, like you were saying, it's dark, it's dungeon, it's dingy. It could you know it could be have great shows there, but Absolutely. you walk in and you just feel like there's something it's just gritty. a little on the darker side. Yeah, yeah. And the Laugh Factory, it's almost like that's a little too hip. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Laugh Factory's like, the brand new guy. Yeah, yeah. That's but mm-hmm. that's where like Justin Bieber goes. And, yeah, you know, Dalia hangs out there. It's like that's where the red rope the is. Guys. That you, yeah, exactly. You know? They got the bouncer out front and everything. Yeah. And the improv is like that right in the middle where it's it's fun, it's welcoming, but it's not exclusive. It doesn't like you feel like you're excluded. Right. Or you feel like you have to get really dressed up to go out there. Yeah. Um, and it still has this kind of uh, slightly underground feel to it. Not the mm-hmm. way that the store does. Yeah. Just, like I said, right in the middle of you know the what factory in the store. I think I like is the fact that I can go there not make plans to see anybody and I know I'm going to see 20 people that I love. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's like if you've got nothing to do that night, you go and you hang out and you know it's going to be a party. Like it's already going to become a party. It's going to be fine. Right. Uh, And and you you would visit that club too with your uncle, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, from the time I was a little kid, he would always take me up to LA for his gigs. I mean, he kind of was like my father figure. So I I kind of just was... I, I avoided entertainment actually for a little bit. I from I started out as a journalist when I was eighteen, and then I moved up to L.A. to work at the L.A. Times from San Diego, and then I just got my uncle was working on a TV show. He asked me if I wanted to work on it, so I worked at the Times during the day and on this TV show at night. Which show was it? It was uh, called the Homies Hip Hop Show. I directed the voiceovers. It was like those two inch little figurines that you would find in gumball machines. I totally know exactly. A hundred percent. Yeah. I directed that for two seasons, and then I. I'm like I knew exactly the minute you opened your mouth about it. Right? Yeah, that's oh, awesome. Keep so going. yeah, I um I was kind of just pure luck got into it. I mean, I didn't move up to LA to get into entertainment. I was moved up here to be a writer, journalist, and my uncle. It was just a natural thing after that. I mean, just TV show after TV show just came after that. And you never awesome. thought to yourself you wanted to try stand up. I mean, I do roasts and stuff like that. I've been on camera for some shows, but stand-up is not... I know the devotion that it takes to do that night in, night out. I mean, it's just... I, I think the pleasure that you guys get from that, you know, going up there, telling a joke, hearing that laugh, I get that pleasure from writing and producing a comedian and seeing them get the pleasure from oh, I that. So I think I. that's why I've never done it, you know, or never really committed to trying to do it. But you you still get your uh, your buzz the other way, right? I get my buzz by seeing you guys get your buzz. You know, and you don't have to put yourself through the <laughs> the heartache of like those bad those bad moments and stuff on stage like that. Getting getting your writing up there, and then you're like, oh, not one of you liked what I had to say. That's so lovely. Actually, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> it's never happened. He's never it's bombed. Just brilliant. Oh, but it's funny though because I get that same disappointment just in different ways and it, I think it might even hurt a little bit more and I'll give I'll explain why so like I just had a TV show um, that I worked on called Baggage did really uh, Jerry Springer. Oh, yeah, yeah Jerry absolutely. Springer show yeah. I produced Jerry all that kind of stuff the show was great we were all had such high hopes for it um, still haven't gotten word if it's going to get a second season pickup the numbers were not bad but they weren't as good as we thought they were going to be 
And so when you see that, you get disappointed because you put in four months of your life into that every night, going on the road, then it premieres. It's been picking up, and it'll probably get picked up, but it's just like you or we expected it to be just so much huger than the reception was. Mm. So, you know, I you guys may experience it on a nightly basis, but, you know, <laughs> I experience it on something where it's like you put four months and then like crap. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. I, I, I so that's interesting. That so time. that so <clears throat> even some somebody like you who's been around, you've seen a lot of things, even you can't predict how this business is going to go. Uh-uh. You never know. It's just... Now, do, you, do you ever get like feelings or vibes that generally pay off, or is, or, or or have you ever like, like, uh, uh, or have been like like this is definitely going to work and it does, like because you're talking about the baggage thing is yeah. that like a rare thing or do you find that you have a good you know gauge what on what'll work? I've come to realize that whenever I think something's going to be amazing, it never is, and then when I think something's going to be a stinker, it's usually loved. I mean, I don't want to name shows that are doing well that I thought were going to suck, but, you know, because they're still on the air, and I love to work, but I mean, yeah. You could say one, I'll edit it out. <laughs> no, but actually, I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you, though, I did do a game show called The Chase, which was just oh, so much. Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and that was a show that I knew was going to do great from the jump and it has it's continued yeah. to do great you saw that one babe it's like there's like one big guy who knows a lot of answers to everything oh, and yeah. you the have to try to go against yeah, the, the beast exactly. yeah 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 um, beauty and the beast yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i mean i'm doing this game show right now for cmt where i'm producing the host and the only reason i'm producing the host is because i just finished producing jerry on baggage so i mean good does come from everything um or you know even something that might not have been the greatest reception wise it still did great for my career and has gotten me right. opportunities since then oh yeah awesome. i think opportunities beget opportunities yeah Absolutely. um but uh yeah this game show i think is actually going to be huge i think it'll be really good um it's different it's a food game show where oh, cool. yeah I love, I love food game shows like That's a chopped cute. thing um like no it's actually going to be like um think think double dare but with food like <gasps> eating food Oh. But it like is like a fear factorness in there. Not you think so, but not. It's actually just like normal foods. It's gonna be food? it's gonna be interesting. I can't say too much about it just because it's a pilot and no, you know and non-airing pilot. So, but it's uh, <laughs> is she mocking me behind my no, back? I thought, no, no, no. I thought, oh. <laughs> I thought she was gonna throw up for the mention of the double dare. She was like, Whoa. oh, nice. Another visual. She was covering her mouth just like yeah. this. Just yeah. Like this. Oh, sorry. I love that you used Double Dare, by the way. Yeah. The, uh, comparison. Awesome. I love that show as a kid. Oh, yeah, of course. I still love it. If it was, I wish it was still on. Me too. Mark Summers? It? Yeah. Mark they Summer. still use the slime as part of their Kids' Choice Awards thing. Yeah. The slime came from You Can't Do That on Television. Oh, that's, that's where right. the slime came from. That's right. If you want to throw some Nickelodeon <laughs> trivia at me, <laughs> let's listen to the entire cast if you can. If you were born television. in 1960, this show's for you. <laughs> no, if you were born in the 1970s, 70s, exactly. You can't do that on television right in that wheelhouse. Wow. That's true. Um, but by the way, speaking of old things that are on TV, you'll love this. It's time for a little part of the show <laughs> called the Skippy Green Show. Oh my! It's the Skippy Green Show. My my my, Josh Santavo. How are you? <laughs> Where did you come from? I don't stress the V like him. <laughs> I stress the N, Josh Santavo. <laughs> So I Skippy. roll. What? Skippy. What? Oh, uh, congratulations. I heard you got best of the fest. Oh, thanks. I just had to blow you I'm, to get it. You didn't have to, but I appreciate it. 
Are you upset that you didn't make Best of the Fest, Skippy? Please. First of all, I was Best of the Fest the first year they had it. It's here. actually oh, true. Oh, really? It's, it's actually true. Yeah, I, w- I was the original. I was the OG. <laughs> the original guest of the fest. Uh, no. uh, the secondly, though, uh, I don't give it. To be honest, San Luis Obispo Comedy Festival, who gives a shit? I am headlining right now the Barstow Comedy Festival. <laughs> <laughs> and that, my friend, has got some industry. There's a reporter there from the Boston National Times. He's going to do a nice nice two-page uh, article on me in the shopper. I heard... <laughs> the uh, Barstow shopper. And I, and I heard uh, the, the mayor this of This is the Met's part where you don't talk. <laughs> All right, Josh. Here's, a, here's how this works. I'm going to ask you a question. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. You got to answer the question in 10 words exactly. Oh, my. Not 11. Not nine. All right. Ten words exactly. Let me bust out my fingers. No, 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 no. Fingers McGee over here. We'll okay. for you. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. And uh, to you, lady, <laughs> I apologize in advance. There's a running theme. Oh, I love it. If you could fuck on the set of any game show, what game show would it be, and why? Great question, Skippy. I know. <laughs> I would say Jeopardy because I orgasm in question form. That is a fucking great ass answer that in is, that ten is exact damn good. words. That's you I orgasm. Say, I, I would only accept that orgasm in the form of a question. Nice. That is wonderful. <laughs> Very only good. Orgasm in question. It's like, huh? <laughs> 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 and I made a jerking off motion for a visual impairment. I would love it if my dick made that sound when I came. Just, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Tim Allen is my dick. Well, usually I go, what just happened? That's <laughs> Thank you so much for of doing course. this. Of course. Thanks. Is so much fun. Um, Usually I ask comics where they can be found online, but do you have any online presence you want to? Yeah, support? you can. Um, I guess my blog, discomfortblog.com, or on Twitter, at jokes on Josh. There you go. Yeah. Nice. And uh, you, uh, we, won't, we won't have to talk about it because it's still early in the works, but you might have a podcast that will be uh, yeah, starting I'm, up pretty soon. Yeah, too, I'm right? coming up with a podcast form where I want, I'm basically going to showcase um, comedians and mm-hmm. talk about what I think they should be doing and uh, where the industry should, why the industry should take notice of this person. Well, that as, again, this. from the comic point of view, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. And thank you for of course. thinking about Yay. the talent. Um, and having ha- helping to elevate them to of the course. Uh, industry that out there that you do know. Well, so thank you. You guys help me and I help you. That's what it's all about, oh, you know? Oh, like you scratch it. our back and we will do anything you'd like. To <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And uh, Allison? At com or at Allison Comedy on all the uh, social media. That's right. And um, I know this will be coming out way after the festival, but... Uh, 
There might be some online video of Allison in the best of the fest, so look for that. That's awesome. So oh excited. Oh my God, I'm so Very excited too. I gotta, I'm like, I got to get myself all ready. Yes. <laughs> She's going to get ready for the fest. And guys, again, you can find me uh, flipisfunny.com at flipsholz on Twitter, whatsfordinnerpodcast.com. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us at the festival. We'll see you next week. Bye. What's for dinner? What's for dinner? What, what's for dinner? Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds.